Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Rock on. All right, I think we got it right this fucking time, right? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Project Sapient, we want to say thank you to our thousands and thousands of listeners across the world, literally. Uh, tens of thousands at this point. I want to say thank you to our awesome supporters. HavocJournal.com, JimJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org, EagleEyeFirearmsMA.com, ODKit.com, GunTrack.app, and Hule-Law.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love every single one of you. You've made us into something we never, ever thought we would be. Right? You probably do it now. It's, it's a, amazing man. that uh, that where we've gotten so far, and yeah. uh, I still don't know how it, hey. that that could even happen. Luck of the draw, my friend. But we we really <laughs> appreciate you guys, and and it's it's amazing. Yes. Um. So we have talked to me about a special guest that we have on the on the horn. Uh, right r- now. Real quick, actually, um, just I had a, re- a revelation this weekend. Mm-hmm. I've decided to go emo. Because what? that's a new thing to do now, I guess. What the fuck is wrong with you? I apparently I've learned from the new kids. Define uh, emo. Oh, that's uh, the cutters. Emo, the ones who are always if depressed. Someone's listening. Call nine one one. They're uh, not the goths. They're emo. Really? Yeah. So my sister, she was an emo, which I'm gonna call her out. <laughs> oh shit! Because she listens to us. So I sent her a random, random text, and I said, hey, how long were were you an emo for? Yeah. And she said, wow, what a question. Uh, what a dick. And she's like, I wasn't emo. I just wore a lot of black and listened to My Chemical Romance, which is emo. She's emo. Okay. <laughs> so she said I don't was, know you. Sorry, but. She, she said it was just it was just a phase, 11th <laughs> and 12th grade. <laughs> Anyways, so All right. I just need to get that out there. Just, so we're going to uh, get hate mail from your own sister. That's nice. Pretty much. Yeah, she's going to hate us all. She's going to hate us Jesus Christ, all. dude. So, uh, yeah, who we have on the horn, actually, yes. is uh, Samantha Case. Samantha uh, from, actually, like, Who's the Boss? Uh, yeah. If Samantha, Mona. <laughs> so she uh, she actually runs this uh, program, which I found very, very interesting, yeah. which uh, she can uh, get into. And I actually wrote an article about it on Havoc Journal. Okay, I'm taking her off mute so she yeah. can start swearing at Go us. Go ahead. Samantha, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all of Iman's oh, fucking no. bullshit. That's right. She's she's like a psychoanalyst. I shouldn't have oh, said Oh, fuck. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> hey, friggin', I'm going to wind up in a straitjacket. <laughs> I'm already in a straitjacket. They, they only let me out to do the show, so <laughs> it's my one fucking hour of freedom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys, listen, you guys get to know each other a little bit, talk a little bit while yeah. I do some fuckery on the computer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, Samantha... Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I kind of well, we've I've kind of found you on uh, on Instagram uh, through uh, Kabuki Strength, Kabuki. I think. Yeah, like Charlie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, from Charlie, and uh, and me and you uh, started talking, and um, let's restate that though, because if you say it through Instagram, it sounds like you're all stalking. 
What? Well, well I am stalking. Yeah. You don't know I'm in. That's what I was about. You don't know him. It's 100% shocking the shit out of you right oh, now. Yeah, that, that's all I do. I'm just kidding. Just interject. <laughs> so, uh, no, so Charlie introduced us. Yeah, no, yeah, she did. She uh, actually, char- so the way I met Charlie was through uh, Rudy, uh, my wife's uncle, who's who's one of the owners of uh, Kabuki Strength, and had me link up with Charlie. Charlie, I met you, uh, Samantha, and, and then law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, she was prior uh, law enforcement, um, and we kind of got to talking about how great for powerlifting, how it, what it's done for me as, as a uh, veteran uh, myself and how um, it really worked out for me. And, and mm-hmm. between you and me talking, you know, I told you how, you know, I, I came home and we were supposed to acclimate back to the civilian world. And in two weeks we were supposed to be normal again. Yeah. That sounds right. Sounds <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> l- laying on the soft bed in barracks, hardly slept because we were either drinking, partying or just restless, you know, or, yeah. or nightmares or whatever. And, uh, I always tell the story of having the VA debrief and they told us, if you tell us you're having a hard time, please let us know. We can hold you for evaluation. I'm like, yeah, yeah hell yeah, sure. no. Yeah. 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 We'll do no that. one, no one's holding me in a freaking on an army base any longer than I have to. So, uh, so I ended up, uh, you know, we all said, "Oh, we're all good." And as days, months, years went on, you know, uh, I obviously, you know, had a lot of issues that I've been sort of uh, keeping in the back burner, thinking that it'll eventually go away, which it never does, from you know what we've learned. And I started hitting the gym and got into powerlifting. And, you know, I had all the aggression in me I, that I ever held, just let it out on the bars, uh, essentially. And, and you can get more into, uh, Samantha, about the whole connection behind it. So what, what got you to start this combat stress reaction treatment? Well, why don't we have her tell us what she does first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Jumping the gun. I know, I know. <laughs> People are like, who the fuck is she? All right, go on, Samantha. Sorry, I cut you. I rudely cut you off again. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, so who I am or what my program is. Well, everything. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, long yeah, long walks on the beach. What are you, an Aquarius? Oh, yeah. So I surf pretty regularly, and I hang out at the beach as much as I can, so, <laughs> um, which I actually do. But, awesome. Um, clinical psychologist. Uh, been in the field of psych for a while. Um, I had multiple uh, uh, specialties before I started working with combat veterans. And then I've been primarily working with combat vets, first responders, police officers, whatnot, for the past 12 years or so. And it's what drives me more than anything is the mentality behind this particular population in which it's not let's do the least amount possible. And of course, you know, speaking in general, there's always people that don't want to do their jobs, but for the people that I work with, it's the thought process behind let's do better for ourselves and our community. And that's why sometimes people get into these jobs. And that's what drives me to kind of want to keep pushing for it. And I started, I've always been active, but I started powerlifting about four years ago or so. And then just the drive, the connection, the confidence that you get from this type of workout just parallels what you do in therapy when done correctly. 
very cool. That's yeah. Cool. That's that's yeah. yeah, that's essentially uh, She's very smart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when she was explaining all this to me, I had drool come out of my I, mouth. Did you see what I was I, doing? I saw you. you had, your mouth was just open, and you were like, uh... I want to go back to school. Yeah. I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> so, so uh, combat stress reaction treatment, that's what you call... Um, what you have uh, that your practice yeah. exactly so let, let's go over a, a little bit i guess um in terms of your overall mission uh through doing um this type okay of- so let me kind of interrupt you i laughed way too hard at what peter said because <laughs> i had a completely different version of what he was doing when i was speaking so that's why my laugh came out way too loud that's oh. what, what? Whoa. <laughs> what, what, what were you thinking? Explain that again. Nope. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk offline. So go on. <laughs> hey, listen, we're all like squirrels. We're following with squirrels right now. Oh, this is great. All right. <laughs> all Stop right, so, drinking. Yeah, so, uh, so overall mission. Um, so my entire practice pretty much is to help first responders, military personnel transition into the civilian world. So I speak a lot more on combat vets just because that's my expertise, but really it's transitioning people who have had trauma back into the real world and helping navigate like now that they have experienced trauma or continuous trauma, which is called complex trauma, into the grocery store, into interactions with your spouses, into, you know, the kids' football games, and how to navigate the complexities of what that looks like and able to identify them. So that's my mission. Wow. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the link between psychotherapy and lifting. So, which, which actually, we'll do that on the video. We yeah. have a video of this project resilience that that you uh, you have started. Um, we're gonna, if it's okay with you, we're, we're gonna play the video um, and have it play for the couple minutes, and then we'll come back and talk about the link between lifting and, and psychotherapy. So, just, yeah, just so we can get everybody to kind of see you too and see exactly what you're doing. So. That veterans for about 11 there years now. I started powerlifting about six years ago, five years ago, and I noticed that there was a huge similarity between the focus and attention that you need to have when you're powerlifting that's very intentional. You have to have your positioning right, you have to be completely in tune with what you're doing in order to maximize your lift, in order to maximize your strength potential, and to PR, which is very, very similar to really doing good therapy. And so you can come into any therapist's office and just talk. But if you're not putting the pieces together that you're doing in the room, outside, you're just venting. They know that the label PTSD is there. They know that they're having a hard time coming back. They want help. They don't know where to go. My goal here is to help combat veterans transition into civilian life. It combines clinical, individualized psychotherapy with somebody who's an expert in combat PTSD. Uh, my name's Christian Lopez. Uh, I was a former Army Ranger in 3rd Ranger Battalion. Getting out of the military, I was able to just maintain my level of physical fitness in terms of 
adjusting the work workouts around what my life was. The cool thing about this is you can have the program, right? The big umbrella, like this is, we all have the goal. The goal is the same for everybody, but it's gonna require a different path. So my name is Will. Uh, I'm one of the owners here at Raw Performance. Uh, I started coaching about 15, 20 years ago. I got into competitively powerlifting about five, 10 years ago. I think you get a, a very good and a very attentive programming. Um, you get specific movements where it, it fits your specific needs, whether regardless you're coming off an injury or you do have an injury or you really don't know what you're doing. Um, the program's gonna help you get started and then continuing that path and, and just being able to grow through that. Just like you would during a workout, you're not gonna just train your strengths and let the weaknesses go because you're, you're, you're eventually going to, you know, you're gonna fall or it's gonna cause an injury of some sort. And it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, it's equally as important just because you're, you're getting better every day and that's gonna help you. That's gonna help the people around you. And that's ultimately gonna help you transition back. When the individual signs up and says, yes, I wanna be part of this, I'm gonna speak with them set it up the program so to make sure that they're actually wanting to do this and capable and they understand what they're doing. And you come in, we talk twice a month because most of the time you have a life. You don't want to be in here every single week talking about the worst part of your life. But you go on the floor and the group is set up so that you have the social support. And you might not have to talk about stuff or your feelings, but at least you know that guy's there. If it prevents one more suicide, all of this is worth it. And that's all I'm trying to do here. What we're doing here is important. We are giving a quality of life to these men that they deserve. It's gonna improve their relationships with their spouses, with their children, with their family, with their friends. If you wanna be part of this, send us your product. Help cross promote what we're doing here. Send us your athletes, give light to what we're doing here. Give value to the sacrifices that these people have given to our country by helping them get stronger now that they're at home. Because saying thank you for your service is not enough. Wow. Wow. Powerful. So badass. Powerful. Yeah. Um, and it's not thank you for your service. I, I say thank you for my service. Uh, so. fucking here we go again. <laughs> uh, he planted a flag on my front fucking lawn with a picture of his face on it. Thank you for my service. Yeah, exactly. I have to get up and salute it every day. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. But seriously, Samantha, after this video, I, I just wanted to just start lifting, um, watching everybody uh, training and, and working. Yeah, they're all very small guys on there, too, by the way. <laughs> Do they you even, do they even lift, bro? <laughs> do you even lift, bro? <laughs> Holy shit. But, but I mean, that's that's really cool. And, and it, you know, if we can go into a little more of the, the, uh, the that lifting aspect of, of that mind-body connection of getting your PRs and then lifting the heavy weights where, you know, it puts you in the, in the now moment. So, so if you can just go into that a little more. Okay, so I will just start speaking, and if I start getting too much on the ramp, just cut me off. Oh, by all means. Um, so when we wrote that article or, you know, together, I felt like I was very PC and very general so that it wouldn't turn people off. 
and it wouldn't leave it open for people to be like, well, you didn't say, or you said this specifically and this does not apply to me. So I stayed pretty soft, but pulling it back, there's very specific reasons why all of this is done. And when you try to sugarcoat it and beat around the bush to be sensitive to everybody, it's really doing a huge disservice to the people who are actually struggling with real issues. Mm -hmm. So pulling it back, right? So let's just say that you're going about your day, you're going about your business and something triggers you. And by trigger, it's a sound, it's a smell, it's a movement and you get all worked up. So then, you know, you've got the hormonal jump of the noradrenaline, the adrenaline, the cortisol, and it can stay in your system for up to 30 hours. So you're all jacked up and you don't know where it's coming from because you have not identified what these triggers are in your surrounding world. And then you're all pissed off and angry and against everybody. And then somebody else comes into your world, like say your spouse comes in and says something like, hey, what did you want for dinner? And you're like, I already told you I wanted this or I got that. And then, so that heightens it even more. And so then your quality of life goes down. Your spouse is upset and you have no idea why. So you're like, why am I angry all the time? Why can't I ever calm down? Like, why does my world seem so out of control? And the perception is you are just angry and you need to take it out. So you go out and do a physical movement. But in reality, it's because you haven't identified what it is that's pissing you off. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so the noradrenaline... When you get that dump, it causes anger, irritability. With the adrenaline dump, it's fear and anxiety. With the cortisol, you reduce dopamine, you're not happy, and you just don't care about anything else. Because when you get these dumps, it just makes you want to survive, right? It's a, it's a primal response. So generally, the trigger is something from the past that your body now identifies as something that's going to hurt you. So you smelled that thing before and that initiated a bad event. You heard that whiplash. So like for Vietnam veterans, um, when a broom would fall on the floor unexpectedly, that snap was very similar to some of the weapons that were used over there. And I won't speak for your guys' generation, but I'm just saying like, that's just one example. And so They were going about their day, somebody, you know, a kid runs by, they drop the broom, and now they're super pissed. And, you know, the wife's like, well, he just dropped the broom. It's okay. And, you know, the person's all worked up and they don't know why. So, well, for for me, it was it was eighteen um, wheelers when they go when they bump. Yeah, uh, you know, go over speed bumps and you get that loud crash. Yeah, you told to, me that. Yeah, to me, it was that was like an IED blast, and I would jump and look and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. you know? And yeah, exactly. I mean, a hundred percent correct on that. And I'm not really quite sure how like intimate you guys want to get today, but like, is there a smell that you hadn't put two and two together with that reminds you of? Well, 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 so, so for me, it was, you know, when, when I first came home, even, even to this day, uh, certain smells like whether it's in the trash or, or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. burning flesh, burning right? flesh. I it's, was just going to say mine. It's a very distinct smell. Yep. And when I get that smell, it, it brings me back to when 
I mean, I had Sergeant Adler's thigh, you know, picking his body parts up and that sizzling thigh literally still smoldering, yep. you know, with my bare hands, putting it in a cooler uh, that mm-hmm. it brings me right back to there. But, you know, with me, I've, I've gone, th- you know, um, I mean, I really. But that's a really clear one, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Very clear. But very like, clear. let's say one that's more subtle, say um, a certain type of cigarette that. You guys identify with so being a more, more, more subtle. It's, it's weird because I'm and I have never talked about the whole burning flesh thing, yeah. but talking about more subtle is I was riding my bike yesterday. Yeah. And when you're riding, you smell everything. Yeah. Like you smell fucking everything. Yeah. And I drove by, I forget what town I was in. I might've been even our town. Uh, I drove by and I smelled someone had a campfire, like a little fire in their backyard. And I do them all the time. Yeah. And that triggered me. Mm. into yeah. the burnt flesh. So mm. it, was, it wasn't it was the actual smell, because we both know what it is, yeah. Yeah. right? But it was just smelling the burning wood. Yeah. Maybe they had something in it that I didn't, because, I mean, I went by it at like 60 miles an hour too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it was just catching that one whiff yeah. where it brought me back to that major incident yeah. that we can't, you talk know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I talk. So... Yeah. Yeah, so then you get the subtle smell, and then you get worked up, and if you hadn't had the opportunity to identify that that smoke means something, then you're all agitated, your body's all dysregulated, right? Well, I'll, I'll give you a quick example, actually, for subtle, right? A dream, mm-hmm. right? So I take medication, I can't dream, it, it blocks my dreams. and mm-hmm. But when I wake up in the morning, I'll feel off. And I'll know like it was something in my dreams that mm. I, don't, I have no recollection of, mm. but I already know like, oh, it's got to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a war dream or something from work or whatever. And, and I feel like crap, you know, for two days. So you just don't remember, but no. your body is still responding yeah. in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what can I ask you? I mean, you guys are smarter than I am. What the fuck is the point of that? Because it, your body is responding to it. My body is because my body, again, like like Samantha said, uh, the primal. Yeah. That primal side of us is always there. Especially so, when we go to combat, that thing is activated but, like crazy. But that's, but that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Your body's still responding. You're still getting the chemical dumps in your brain. Yeah. Just, just so you can't remember? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's, it's kind of weird with how... But your body remembers. But, right. Yeah, exactly. But the body will never forget. Right. That's what I mean by that's why it's confusing me as to why you wouldn't want to remember because now it's like probably confusing you even more. Like what the fuck did I just dream about? If if I remember dreams, when I would remember dreams, it would, uh, I'd be up all night. Okay. Okay. All right. right, right, That's it. You know, that's when, you know, I was hit with bad insomnia for a while. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so yeah. So that, that was the reason behind that. I gotcha. But, but, uh, anyways, like, like we're talking to Samantha, it's funny you say about the adrenaline and all that. And, and when I get my spikes of adrenaline, um, Especially uh, with uh, reminders of, of war. that's why I can't watch many war movies mm. because mm-hmm. I'll get that spike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Black Hawk Down, I don't think oh. I've, I don't think I've watched it since I came home. Uh, really, in 05. yeah, really? because I, I don't want to I don't want to watch it because yeah. it, it will just literally take me back. And certain uh, and even newer movies and stuff, I, I just can't watch uh, because I know it's going to get me worked up, right? So, so that's where, where, you know, it's funny. Uh, I remember when I came home, uh, my adrenal gland never learned to turn off. My resting heart yeah. was, at, was at 110. Mm-hmm. And, and it never learned to shut off. Yeah. 
So, okay, so kind of let me, it's going to be a big circle. So just bear yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think? So you get the dump. We've established that. You get all worked up. And then what you're trying to do with what looks like anger, irritability, um, rage, it looks like um, your body's supposed to respond like that. So it's a normal response to a shitty situation. Yeah. But by doing those behaviors, your body's trying to regulate itself. It's trying to come back to peace. Yeah. So by pushing all this out and allowing the anger and frustration, you're like, okay, okay, now I'm in a quiet place. I'm relaxed. That's why so many people fantasize of just going out into the middle of nowhere and just living in the desert and just being that up in the mountains. That is and an amazing idea. <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> 10,000 acres in Texas with yep. pigs. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> But it's a false sense of peace because once you do get out there, you're going to be happy as pie as long as you don't fall asleep and as long as you don't have to interact with the real world. Jesus so, Christ, you're so fucking right. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so you go, like right now the response is, like you said, your adrenal gland never shut down. So yeah. you go from zero to 60. Yeah. So for people that raised in a optimal childhood, optimal adulthood, in which nothing really bad's happened, it takes a lot of things to happen to get them that worked up. Yeah. And for people who have had trauma and either continuous trauma or big traumas, it takes a very, very small event or smell to get from zero to 60 because the body's like, shit, I'm going to die. Something's trying to kill me. Right. I've been here before. I know this is happening. There's no like, this could happen. This might happen. No, like I've watched it happen. I remember this happening. Yeah. And so... It manifests into anxiety, depression, symptoms of PTSD, and what it looks like is domestic violence, obsessions, drugs, sex, you know, the gamut of things. Yeah. Um, so responding to how this all applies to working out is that we're trying to turn that chaos into calm. Okay? So... With lifting, when you're about to lift and you're at the gym, you've got your movements, you've got your positioning, you've got the music, you've got the people, you've got injuries, you've got how old you are, what happened last time, all these things running in your head, right? And so it's not necessarily chaos, but it's just a lot of static there. Mm-hmm. And when noise you come up to the bar, yes. So when you come up to the bar and you grab it and you start doing your steps in your head of how to pull correctly, very similar to how you were taught of how to shoot during day one with target practice. Like you calm down in between breaths, in between heartbeats, and then you shoot and it's calm because you don't, well, good shooting. (laughs) It's very, you know, it's very precise. You don't just go out there and start, you know, pulling the trigger and just start shooting anything randomly because then you're exposed and then nobody trusts you on your team because right, yeah. you're freaking yeah. out. Actually, yeah, so, no, that, that's right. Because as a, like me, I'm a firearms instructor at my job and thanks. all these younger uh, officers, I exactly, I tell them like, hey, you know, steady position, watch your breathing, you know, uh, hold, you know, uh, focus on the uh, sights, not the background. So yeah, no, I, I can actually now see what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And, you know, coming back to lifting, when you're, very attentive to it you're pulling your lats in you know you're you're focused on 
where your thighs are or your hips are, are opened up. And so it's very tactical. Okay. It's very intentional. And so this is the homework that in therapy, we're like, did you do your homework? Did you do your homework? So when you're on the floor and you're remembering what your coach said or how you were trained is, mm-hmm. okay, put my legs this way, put my foot positioning here, breathe in this way, you know, hold in the core or whatnot. It's similar to therapy. So when we have the hormonal dump, right, we have to mentally calm the chaos. So like, you know, rangers say, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Mm-hmm. So you're out in the world, something triggers you, you, you get that whiff, you get that smell, you identify it, boom, 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 boom. This smell means this happened during deployment. This happened to this friend of mine. I feel like um, something's happening. So you calm yourself down, you take your breathing, and then you're back in the real world. It does not make that situation that you experience go away. It doesn't erase anything, but you're able to bring yourself from 60 to zero at a quicker pace, and then you can have a higher quality of life. When you decide to do therapy, you come into the therapy office and you say, hey, I want to talk about what happened with my friend when we were on deployment. Once that gets processed and there's peace related to this man and your memories of him are not just of how he died, but it's also how he lived and how you're going to make your life that much stronger and that much bigger because of his memory and use him as a motivation for your life. That's what we do in the room. That, that's pretty much, you know, a lot of my combat veteran friends uh, who, who lost friends overseas and, and we, we kind of get together all the time. And uh, that's one thing that is a common theme with all of us um, is, you know, we honor our friends who have died by living the way they'd want us to live by being stronger by uh, you know excelling in in every little thing that we do Uh, that's why i think you 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 find a lot of combat vets that when when they get focused onto something they're going they're going 120 miles an hour to get this mission Mm -hmm. done and and that's the same thing. So so like with me, like bring it back to lifting. So if I'm deadlifting and I'm I'm about to hit a one, you know, a PR, and I get down there and I try to lift it and I fail and then I stop and then you know walk it back a second. I go through the steps in my head. All right, yep. I know I can do this. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Get back into it and bam, I got that PR that I was fighting for. And and that's the thing. It's it to me with with lifting heavy. It's that. Uh, it's, it's that rush. It's that, you know, feeling of accomplishment, right? Versus doing like insane amount of reps. Um, it, it, powerlifting to me is, is, is that connection. It's that uh, hardcore, you know, mentality that us combat veterans have and that are willing to push, you know, to, for that extra mile for our fellow right. soldier or Marine. Peter, what do you do? you also do powerlifting? I do not. I have a medical issue that I can't lift and I haven't in the last uh, year, but we're about to fix that as I was telling Iman before Mm -hmm. we even started recording. Um, I did a ton of lifting. Uh, I have what we call farmer strength. (laughs) Um, I I am no good at cardio. (laughs) Like I'm two miles and I'm fucking gassed out. Um, but that's just the way I'm More built. Than I can do shit. <laughs> but 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 like I mean legit that's the way I'm I've always been built even the in the academy would you know 10 15 mile runs would destroy me. You know, I'm I mean I I'm not fat, I'm thick. 
<laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I have a yeah. really yeah. I have a really good body mass index, but I'm 215 pounds. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, <clears throat> by the way, I'm 220 of all muscle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to know, just ask Iman; he'll tell you. No, but my my release was I always used to love when I was on the team. I always used to love going in before, mm-hmm. and my 5:30 to seven o'clock was because my shift started at 7.30, was yep. like my golden hour, my golden yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. You know, and I was a breacher. I was a shield guy. I did all the pertinent stuff yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. It was a release. It yeah. was a, you know, getting in the mindset. I loved, I loved being sore right after and then throwing on a heavy kit for eight hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost like you were getting another workout well, for eight it hours. It's the challenge. Right. Right. It's the challenge. So I loved it. I can't wait. I keep telling Iman, I can't wait to get back into it. And hopefully when this health crap is done, then I'll get back into it again. More than welcome to come to my glorious house of iron. I've seen, and, I've seen the uh, fucking dungeon, dude. I don't know can, if I'm going to make it out. Just, uh, no, you won't. You will probably <laughs> die. And I'm just going to say like Dolph Lundgren, and if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> fucking dungeon. Fifty shades of fucking Iman over there, huh? Weirdo. <laughs> but 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 like in in, in all seriousness, with 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 you know the way Pete said it, and and me being on the teams and Shield guy, and and you know the deadlift and the heavy back squatting and all that yeah. it's all you know for me job performance specific yep. uh for what i do and and it's it's it also it's for me my workout hours are between 4 30 and, and 5 36 in the morning because that's when i go because i have a little demon that will wake up at five something and yeah. destroy the whole house before i'm even done working out but uh, he, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so so you know i get the workout in and and I, you just like I remember a few times where I'll wake up at actually two thirty in the morning. And I had a real bad dream or a real bad thought or whatever. Yeah, and I I know I'm done. I'm not I'm not sleeping. You're gonna go push it out. I'll just go downstairs and work out. Yeah, yeah. You know I'll I'll run three miles on the treadmill. I'll do heavy lifting on 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 you know whether it's deadlift, bench, squat, some sort of some sort of heavy lifting that will to me like I, I tell uh, people that. Uh, you got to work that, whether you call it a demon, a wolf, whatever you yeah. want to call that other side of you. You got to work them out. You got to get yeah. them tired. You got to get them satisfied. Yeah. You know, feed it. it. Feed it. Exactly. And to me, I feed it through weights. Yeah, but it's all dependent on what you feed it. Exactly. Right. You're like yeah. we're not saying feed it so so that it can depress you. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeding it something to get out of your system. Yes. Like here's your bone, dude. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I get and that. And just to interject too, yeah, like, yeah. it's not just to release it, but it's also to build up that confidence. Like, hey, if I can pull this weight, I can take care of whatever's in front of me for the day. So it also builds that sense of like, I, I never want to put a word to it, but remember when you guys were over there and you had your team and you had your weapons and you were young and nothing hurt and you had the full support of your, your team. And, oh my and, god, yeah. and your body. Like, yeah. Yeah. What did that make you feel like though? I remember I remember one morning uh before a mission and uh all the gun trucks were lined up and we had air support lined up and we were ready to kick mm-hmm. off on that mission and actually looking at all the guys we were all in formation and just kind of shooting the shit whatever before the missions uh kick off and my only thought was this is some badass motherfuckers right here. 
you know, and, and it's like, you know, you had that confidence because you had the greatest guys that, that became more than your brothers, you know, the, mm-hmm. that you were willing to die for and they're willing to die for you. And you looked out for each other. And that feeling is, is what I felt. Did you, exactly. let me ask you, it's did you so feel like- that when, uh, without a little OPSEC, but I know you had a major op mm-hmm. maybe a month ago? Yeah. I remember every time I had a major op here where it was multi-agency, mm-hmm. it was, you know, air support, fucking the burns yeah, were yeah, up. Yeah. I th- what you were just saying, I thought of. Yeah. I felt that feeling. No, I still, I still feel it because to me, doing that on SWAT is like taking me back. Taking you back to that. To that. Gotcha. You know, that brotherhood, that camaraderie, that, I, you know, I watch your six, you watch yeah. my six, and you trust each other with your lives. And it's a power thing. Like, you feel a little it's, power it, in it. Ex- exactly. It's, right. It's, 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 it's that pack mentality, right? The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the hunters, you know, yep. we're, we're all together and we're going after bad people and all that. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's definitely a different feeling. Yeah, and there's that sense of invincibility yep. and and power, and then like nothing's gonna hurt you because you've got all this going on, and then you actually go into it, and bad things start happening, and so it warps the perception of it. So now you're home, and you're by yourself watching TV, having a beer, and you're like, shit. Now I'm completely vulnerable. I don't have access to my guys. I may have a weapon, but if anything were to happen, like I'm here all by myself and now I'm old and I'm injured and things hurt and it hurts to jump off the couch and I could or could not hear what happened across the room because now I've got tinnitus because, you know, my eardrums are busted. Don't tell, um, don't tell the VA that, that because every time I go in for that <laughs> stupid hearing test, I, I think I, I make up half the sound, <laughs> but, but, but they say I pass. <laughs> I'm like, I don't just know use my hearing test it. next hey, time. Uh, that's why I'm, 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 I'm going to be like one day, you know what? I'm just not going to push the button. Cause I don't know what I'm hearing. <laughs> But she's right. No, you, you had. But then, yeah, yeah go on, but go then on. You come into you know the weight room and whatever weight room that is, whether it's powerlifting or whatever sport that you're into, and you Cross get that fit. sense of power just for a little bit. Yeah, and then it just reminds you that you're not there by yourself. You do have the skills. You do have the muscle memory that you know what you know what to do. And if it just gives you a little bit of a reprieve during the day, then it's worth it and it, it hooks you and then you start looking really good. So yeah, no, it, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, like to me, it's, it's not so much, uh, uh for the look it's, it's more just, you know, I, I want to be able to just lift as heavy as possible all the time. That's just my goal. I'm right. just, yeah. You know, I, I'm beating that guy yesterday, which is me you know, you. looking in the mirror. Yep. I want to beat him every day. You know, and and the the every day I win, and and yes, there are setbacks. There are days where yeah, uh, I feel like shit, and I have no interest in doing anything. But you know what? I you know next day I get back up, you know, shake it off, and and keep doing. But it's also it's also and tell me if if for me when I was lifted, and I'm thinking like a year ago was like ten a decade ago. Yeah, it was also motherfucker. You're getting old. Yeah, things are starting to break. Things are starting to hurt. Things are starting to be weird, but I'm yeah. still lifting. I'm still fucking doing this. Yeah, I still lift harder than some of these fucking young cops. Exactly. I, it's it's also uh, a competition for me. Ex- well, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's you're bringing yourself back to that 25 to that 20 year old kid. Yeah. You know, and you're like, I still got it. Yeah. 
even though my knee hurts. Like, but you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Knees hurt, back, right. arms, shoulders, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's maintaining that. Like, I've always said you can either choose to quit or you can choose to live. Yeah. Right? And it's the guys that you know that even from the service that came out or the, or the job that fucking, yeah. they used to be the big workout junkies and all yeah. that. And then just one day stopped. Yeah. And became couch potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then their health started declining. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can clearly see where they chose. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. It was it was a it was a choice that that I made right. to better myself because you know with with my PTSD and and t- you know I have mild TBI and tinnitus and all that, and I chose a different path rather than you know because my my anger was oh my god it was out like zero to one hundred and twenty and like that. But there's a thing that people need to realize, right? Is that if you can do it. Any one of them can. Oh, yeah. And it, you it, chose. Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. It, it begins with a choice. Right. And I'm sure, Samantha, you see it with, with uh, people that come into your gym. It begins with a choice. Well, yeah. Like, okay, so small uh, intersection with, you know, the project that I'm, you know, I've got going on with the Project Resilience with the, uh, yeah. the video. Yeah. I can build this mecca of a gym with as much powerlifting equipment that we can afford with... 20 years of experience with bike with good amount of parking and I can advertise it all over Instagram cause I've got no other marketing skills. <laughs> um, and just be like, Hey, I'm here. Like if you're hurting and you're a combat vet, I'm right here. No one's like, going to come, come over. And exactly. Like that person has to be in a place in their life that they're like, you know what? I'm done with this. Yes. This isn't working for me. Let's go in and, work on the floor and work out three times a week and eat the stuff I'm supposed to and go talk about the stuff and let's see what I can do. But if you're not in that place yet, I'm just going to be sitting here twiddling my thumbs, you know, exactly. it's here, you know, it, it, it's set up. It, there's no gimmick to it. There's no, you know, show boating. I don't care. Like I've had multiple gyms across the nation being like, I love what you're effing doing. I've been wanting to do this. Let's work together. Like, let's go. So, like, I've got a gym in Boise that I'm working with in which people in Boise that are out there that have reached out, I'm like, okay, go talk to that guy because I know that he knows how to make you, like, be able to work out properly, including amputations, injuries, IED blasts, you know, limb replacements. Like, he knows how to take care of you. Like, I trust him enough to send people there. You know, and I've got somebody up in Reno who's like, hey, I love what you're doing. Like, let's figure this out. So I don't care if my face is plastered or my name gets put anywhere. Like, I can put my head down on the pillow tonight and be like, I did something right. You did something good. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's, I don't that's need awesome. the Tony Robbins. And if there's Tony Robbins fans out there, yeah. Sorry, but, <laughs> I like, like I don't Tony. Need that, like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't need my face somewhere. I don't need right. a book written. Like, right. I'm like, you know what? That guy is doing okay. That's, you, you can do it anonymously. Yeah. Like, you or, don't, or you, just, you know, like it's, it's about you. It has nothing to do with me. Exactly. Here's the thing the, you know, one thing, the veteran community is, is a very small community and the combat vet community is even tighter and smaller and very insulated. Um, but what I've seen just through this podcast alone that, that me and myself and Pete have started, um, 
just saying, hey, reach out to Wellness for Warriors, right. where people are reaching out to them because right. me and you being cops are saying, yes, reach out to them. They will help you. And now, How many cops have reached out? How uh, many lots, combat vets? It's lots. fucking insane. It's, it's, it's insane. So I, I will say the same thing to all our listeners. Yeah. Look Samantha up. Try different things. You know, I mm-hmm. had to. Uh, like, you know, I'm still going through my therapy. Early on, about, you know, 10, uh, 15 years ago, when I, when I came home from Iraq, I was a complete mess. Right. Right? Five, even even 10 years ago, I was still a complete mess. There's no magic pill, guys. No. There's no fight. And that's what people need to realize, right? When And I've experienced it. When you sit down and say, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. We all, you all wish you could fucking take a pill and be fine. Oh, yeah. But the reality is, it's not. No. And it's always a work yeah. in progress. Just like it was a work in progress to get you to pull the trigger the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know... Like there's no little gold coin. Like I may be really good fit for a couple people, right? You know, but I'm harsh and I'm not gentle. I'll goof off, but I'm not going to sit there and coddle the person, right? But other people might need a therapist who's softer and much more gentle and is just doesn't power lift in a powerlifting gym. Like they might want to go somewhere else. Like, right? Awesome. Go over there. Like as long as you're getting taken care of, like try different therapists out. It's like dating. Meet five or seven of them and figure out what you do like and what you don't. That's why I'm dating six women right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying. You haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured (laughs) myself out yet. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's actually very true. And and even um, thinking back with me, you know, I've tried several therapists that did not work out. And and it's just because, hey, you're not, you're not. I, I, I can't deal with the soft approach because right. me, I'm, you know, military and, and I'm like, you know, be blunt with me. Right. You know, right, like right, I, need right, to, right. I need to hear it, you know, not this, you know. But everybody's different. Well, exactly. Everyone's different. But, but it, you know, coming from me as a combat vet and, and some, most of the combat vets that I know, uh, that's what they need. They need a rough, like. I'm fucking up. A kick in the ass. Basically a kick in the ass. Exactly. Yeah. A nice kick in the ass. We're yeah. not talking about like to put you down. A no, nice no, kick no. in the ass. Like a nice, exactly. Yeah. Like a nice kick. Like, hey, dude, get up off the fucking couch. It's the same yep. concept yep. as your brother though, right? Like yeah. if your brother, I, I don't want to get in, like too into it, but it's like you could stand up in a situation and be like, guess what, guys? We're in this shitty situation. Yeah. We can either just give up and die yeah. or we can fight. And wouldn't you say that to your buddy? Oh, yeah. Like, would you be like, all right, guess what? We're dying now. No. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be well, like, motherfucker, I, I, let's I, fight. I, I, got, I got really close combat for, uh, vet friends that uh, in Afghanistan, that bases were overrun. Yeah. And their their decision was, fuck We it. fight. We fight. And Don't give up. The enemy. Exactly. And, th- and that's the mentality that, that a lot of combat vets have is one thing we've learned, uh, like overseas, my gun truck was my piece of America. Yeah. You're going to have to fucking pry it off me and, and, you know, peel me off it before I, before I'm, you know, I I give up or whatever. So, so that's the way we treated, you know, even our gun trucks, our weapons, you know, that's a piece of America. And if you want to fight it, if you want to fight us, fuck it. We're going to go all out. Yeah. From my cold dead hands, motherfucker. Exactly. So, so now transfer that to the lifting. Same thing. Exactly. You know, this is my piece of fight. This is my, you're my world. And that's what we're trying to convey to everybody. Yeah. Either from like the Wellness for Warriors or what was uh, Lisa Hewell's? Um, uh, uh, Save a Warrior. Save a Warrior. Everything that Samantha's doing. Like there's resources there. Yeah. If one doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. It's not the magic no, pill. No. Right. Just yeah. like if you're in, if you have a headache and 200 milligrams of Tylenol doesn't help. 
you take four <laughs> or you take Advil. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's a process here. Exactly. Like, like your power lifting. I'm sure there's things that you did two years ago that you no longer do because you've evolved from it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah absolutely. So it's always a process guys. There's always, there is no magic pill. There's countless of resources. There's resources that will kick you in the ass. There's resources that will coddle you if you need it. Fuck coddling. But, but <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me interject before um, a bigger component also just to integrate here is the issue of building trust. Mm. So just because the person that you're going to go see the therapist has a doctor that they, a doctorate that they were under a doctor in the back of their name doesn't mean squat. Okay. Like they need to take the time to earn your trust. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. They will fail. They will say the wrong thing. Like it's part of building that relationship. And for you to be able to say, you know, I didn't like that. And see what they do with it. See if the therapist, is, you know, takes accountability for it and says, oh, shoot, I'm so sorry, versus, well, you took it the wrong way. So, yeah. like, you start gauging the relationship that way so that they have the opportunity to then get to the point where they can kick your butt and you're more likely to be accepting of that versus, like, who the F does this person think she is? She's a five foot two female, you know, like, she didn't do squat. Um, oh, so, I, I wouldn't say that to my my wife. She's, she's five foot <laughs> Okay, your uh, oh, no. Well, there are times where, you know, with my anger, my rage, all that, um, you know, years ago, it would happen where I will punch something or do something because I felt I needed to do something to release. Physically release. Physically release. Uh -huh. and, uh, and she would put me right in my place. You know, she was like, hey, fucking stop it. And, you know, I'd stop because that's what I need. And like, she knew that. Know, yeah, exactly. And she knew that. Same thing with my current type, the same thing. She will call me out right away. You know, I've had, I've had in the past, yeah, I've had ones in the past where I'm like, dude, you can't handle this. This is fucking, it's going to make you fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you're not, you're not going to fucking put up with me. Right. So, so yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I, there are some I had to just walk away from because uh, they'd be too weak for me. Well, let me yeah, ask you. Well, you're sitting there coddling them and trying to make sure that they're safe and that they're yeah. okay, which just makes you a good person, but it's not helping you out. Anymore. No, no, exactly. Exactly. So with 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 that, we're getting close to uh, yeah. Ten minutes left. Wow! Wow! That's, <laughs> this just flew by. <laughs> so so Samantha, before we uh, we close out, how how do people find you? How do how do uh, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, the website, the CSRT psychotherapy dot com, or there's the Instagram, which is. I don't know. I'm sure you'll link it because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna link the hell out of everything. Anything you want that we don't already have, like any of the links or stuff, I'm gonna link the hell out of all of them. Yeah, send us anything that you want us to link. Send us uh, whatever. I'll send you the gym website too, so people can see like what that looks like and see the Instagram on there and just kind of see what the the vibe is. Yeah, it's absolutely. very subtle. Oh, that's the other thing. It's very subtle. So the powerlifting aspect of it is very loud. Yes, but. Project resilience and the therapy is very quiet, and my Instagram is very quiet, very much on purpose. Yeah, you know, it's not like, "Hey, I'm here." Like, <laughs> you know, th yeah. it's just weird. Like, you know, like my door's not labeled. I don't walk around like all weird stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll send you all the info, and if people want to reach out, and but you're right. Like a lot of some people might like that whole flashy shit. 
others don't. Yeah. Like, and you see that with different organizations. They're like, Hey, this is my show pony. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And so exactly. Well, the thing is though, the, the ones that are shiny, uh, tend for the most part tend to suck. Exactly, they're too diluted. Yeah, exactly. They, like you get a very personal, and I don't know very much about it, just from everything you've told me and what I've seen, and the you know the pre-show stuff that we did. Everything looks legit. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's very. One of these days, come out here. Yeah, we will. I mean, I'm kind of sick of the East Coast, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Just to visit, though. <laughs> you don't want us to stay? Oh, okay. Dude, oh, dude, uh, what the guy, fuck was that? Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Guys from the, the East Coast. The in California is supposed to be rough, right? Oh, we can't handle it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> listen, you, you, don't know, you don't know us, uh, us East Coasters, apparently. <laughs> There's a reason why the East Coast is safer, yeah. just so you know. No, I'm just no, kidding. Politically. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, geez. She changes the tune. Yeah. That's fine. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna end with me looking good. Now it's freaking. <laughs> you look great. No, no, it, it was it was it was spectacular having you on. It yeah. was it was awesome having you on, and and it was uh, quite the uh, you know it, it, you know this whole month of June. Yes, um, I really wanted to to hit PTSD in the face. You did. I really you know I brought guests on. That strictly we did every week something that had to do with uh, with uh, PTSD, Wellness for Warriors, um, uh, Lisa Hule, Lisa Hule yeah. uh, you know, and uh, and now uh, you, Samantha. Samantha. So to end June ended on a great note yep. with talking about PTSD and talking about the resources that are out there for everybody to reach out. It's out there. You yeah. just got to find it. Samantha, one, any last words? You, we got about ten thousand listeners every every episode. So, any and it's growing. Anything you want to tell them? Just reach out. You know, do a Google search, find therapists in your area, interview them, have questions lined up for them, and just check in on your buddies. Yes. You know, find a good resource in your city, a therapist that you know is good, so that when your friend calls you up and says, "I don't know what to do," you can be like, "Hey, I met Dr. Joe. He's fantastic. Let's go together." Perfect. Awesome. Guys, listen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to thousands of supporters that we have across the country. Uh, Thank you to our (laughs) supporters, HavocJournal.com, GymJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org, EagleEyeFirearmsMA.com, ODKit, GunTrack.app, Hulay-Law.com. Guys, thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay safe, Ian.